You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Check it out. Ha ha ha. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, not quite the end of the year, but we're getting there. You know who I am. Well, I hope you do. This is Jason Jones of The Athletic, where I write about all kinds of things. But this here is the Ruler of the Court podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. Here I talk about the Sacramento Kings, team I followed for many, many years. I talk about hip-hop music, of course, and I talk about whatever else might come to my mind. And with me, you never know where that could take you. Might take you down a professional wrestling rabbit hole, music, movies, culture, whatever comes up. But the Kings got some stuff going on, so what we're going to do is going to stick, jump out with the Kings with the obvious big news. That would be the injury to DeMontis Sabonis. <sighs> And that ties into the fact that the Kings uh, lost tonight. I'm, I'm recording this on a Tuesday evening. They lost their game to the Denver Nuggets 113-106 without DeMontis Sabonis. And in case somehow over the Christmas holiday you were enjoying eggnog and whatnot or bourbon and whatever the case may be to kind of enjoy yourself and you didn't catch up on the news just yet, uh, DeMontis Sabonis uh, missed Tuesday's game, and I'm going to give you the official injury. He has an avulsion fracture of the ulnar collateral ligament of the right thumb. Sounds like, damn, basically sounds like it hurts. <laughs> and he suffered the injury during Friday's uh, loss to the Washington Wizards in Sacramento. And of course, this obviously throws things into a big loop. But the Kings were being coy going into Tuesday. Uh, the reports were that Sabonis was uh, not going to opt for surgery. He would try to play through the injury and manage the pain. But uh, right before or in a couple hours or so or leading up to game time, he was ruled out of Tuesday's game against Denver with the injury. The Kings had listed him as questionable leading up to the game. And for those of you who don't know, questionable generally means a 50-50 chance you'll play. But as they described this injury and you read about it or heard about it, I was going to be shocked if he actually played and he didn't play. 
And so in his in his stead, Alex Lynn got the start against Denver, against um, uh, Nikola uh, Jokic. I almost called him Djokovic. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> but you know, to me, that was the right move of, of your available bigs. You go with the guy, the, the biggest of the of, of your available bigs, the strongest. The guy can probably give uh, Joker the most resistance just physically. Not any, you're not going to stop him. Even if Sabonis is playing, you're not going to stop Joker. But you go ahead and go with him. You also saw, uh, you know, that made to me that made more sense than going with Rashawn Holmes, who was a a smaller uh, center in, in this case. And between Lynn Holmes and Trey Lyles, those were the bigs who were um, who were out there tonight. And that's kind of the probably the the mix I I would expect to see in addition to the Kings playing more small ball. Just because you can't duplicate what Sabonis gives you in terms of a center who can score, rebound, facilitate, you don't. You're not going to replace that with any of any combination of these three. So you have to ask these guys to go out there and do whatever it is they do best. If that's Alex Lynn, that's protect the rim. That's be a physical presence. You know. You know. Keep things. You know. Pl- be tough out there. If that's uh, Rashawn Holmes. That's go out there, give you some energy, you know, hopefully that energy translates defensively and, you know, maybe some pick and pop game. We get to see the push shot again from Rashawn. If you're a Trey Lyles, that means knocking down shots, being an from the perimeter, being an offensive player. And I think we saw bits and pieces of all that tonight from those three. But again, none of these guys is going to replace a guy who's averaging 17 plus 11 plus rebounds, seven assists. You're not going to, the only other guy averaging at least 17, 11, and seven is the guy who the Kings played tonight, uh, the two time MVP, Jokic. And you're not going to, re- you're not going to replace that type of uh, production. You've got to go with what you got. And there's really no reason to rush Sabonis back if he has to sit out of the game, if it's five games. You don't rush him back from this. Because if I was playing against him and I knew you rushed him back, guess what I'm doing the first time he gets the ball on the post? I'm hacking the shit out of his right hand. Yeah, not to to break it, but if he tries to shoot, oh, he's getting fouled hard. We're going to see if that hand feels good. That's how they did it back in the 80s and the 90s. I know it's a different game, but hell, maybe I'm just old and stuck in my ways. So if you're going to get him back out there, you want him back at 100% because... There's still some guys around there in the league who have some old school mentality, some old school thought processes, and it might not be the best move to get him out there before he's ready. And even and my other thing about about not rushing Sabonis back is this: this team has enough to fight with. Still, this is not a team that is so devoid of talent that. If they don't get Sabonis back, they're going to go on a 10-game losing streak or anything crazy. This team can compete, and they competed a good portion of uh, Tuesday's game. Hell, they led by, like, but 20 at one point? They, uh, they, they played some good basketball for a good chunk of the game. You know, but in, you know, but in, in reality is this, too. 
even with the bonus, beating a team like Denver, even though Denver didn't play Aaron Gordon um, tonight, it's good. that's a tough battle. They didn't play Aaron Gordon, but they had Michael Porter Jr. out there. You still got Joker. You got, you know, Contavious Caldwell Pope, who's been a championship player. You got Jamal Murray, who we all know can go for 50. That wasn't going to be an easy game with or without Sabonis. Of course, the game gets a little harder without him. But I thought the Kings competed. I thought that they had chance. They had a chance late. Uh, the game was tied at 96. Boom! They hit you with an 8-0 run, two three-pointers, a turnover leads to another bucket. Then essentially from there, game's over. But the Kings are a better team this season. And so there's no reason for them to go out there and accept defeat or just kind of feel like, oh, man, we're going to be in such deep shit until we get some bonus back. That ain't the case. You know, you say De'Aaron Fox should be an all-star. You know, he, or he, I call him a potential all-star this year. If that's the case, he's going to, you know, just to say percentage-wise, say Sabonis missed 10 games. I'm not saying that it's based on anything the Kings have said. It's not. I'm just try- I'm just kind of working with a round number. Say he misses ten games. Of those, you play ten games. You have to believe that if De'Aaron Fox is that dude, he's going to get you at least three of those games because he's just that damn good. And then you got to rely on some. You know, maybe he doesn't go for thirty, thirty-five, but you get some games. You got some games at home now, which helps. You know, but you get some games where. You play well at home, a bunch of guys hit some shots, and then, you know, that that might get you one or two more wins. So, to me, the goal should be to be around 500 in games without Sabonis, but we just don't know how long that's going to be. It could be two games, and if it's two games, <laughs> that means you beat Denver uh, Wednesday night, and then you you see what you got from there. But we really don't know, and like I say, I'll say it repeatedly, there is no need to rush him back. You've got D, like I said, you got De'Aaron Fox, a guy who's uh could be an all-star. You got a six-man-of-the-year candidate, Malik Monk. You got some depth on the perimeter with your shooting in terms of guys like Herter and Keegan Murray. You got a Harrison Barnes who's a veteran who should be able to help you out. And... The the collection of big men the Kings do have, you know, between Lynn, Lyles, Holmes, whether or not you use Metu, whether or not you use KZ, I mean, you've got, you know, Kata, you've got uh, a lot to pick from. I expect them to mix and match based on the competition, but there's no need for this team to hold its head down at this juncture without Sabonis. You know, let's see what you got. Because here's the deal. Good teams adjust in adversity. They figure out a different way to get the job done. It's time for us to see just how good this Kings team thinks it can be and wants to be. And again, like I said, this could be a couple of games. Could be a couple of weeks. We really don't know anything yet. So we'll see. But if the Kings are who they say they're going to be, this is going to be a good test of their overall resolve if they can hold things together until they get some bonus back. And with that said, I'm going to pause for a minute, give you a little commercial break before I switch over to the hip-hop portion of tonight. And 
when it's time to switch over for a commercial break, that means it's time to talk about DraftKings Sportsbook. Because the NBA season is heating up right now. We had the Christmas Day games already, you know, and we're at the part of the season where generally you have an idea who's good, who's bad, who's going to be in the mix for the playoffs in the long run, all that stuff. We're, we're at that point of the year. And you look around the West, the West is, is crazy. The Warriors are without guys. And I think that's a team some people thought would be in the finals. But right now, I believe they're what they they're tenth in the West. They're a playing team right now. You know, and they they've they've had injuries. The Lakers are of course had, you know, down a guy who was playing at M V P level at Anthony Davis. The Kings are down Sabonis for however long it may be. There's just a lot going on, you know. Phoenix hasn't figured things out. So there's this, you know, a lot to figure out in terms of how these playoff uh, positions will get figured out in the months ahead. Because one thing I always hate is the term, if the playoffs started today. Because you know why? They don't start today. But when you're trying to figure all that out, where you got your money back, looking at, and you, you if you want to get into the action, I go ahead and go with uh, make that bet with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 free game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. So check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 150% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to to win big. And the Kings have another matchup with uh, Denver coming up tonight. That's a good chance if you want to bet on something about how many points, rebounds, assists uh, Joker might end up with. You know, those numbers are generally high. Be a good time to figure out, you know, if you want to try to wager on that or with, without a Sabonis, how many, how does De'Aaron Fox assist go up? A lot to kind of weigh right now. Here's what you got to do, y'all. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 bet pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, y'all, I'm back. Jason Jones, Ruler of the Court podcast. Brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. Feeling, just you know, you're feeling a little better from being sick most of last week, or shoot, the way it felt the last couple of weeks. And before we get out of here, we're near the end of the year. I didn't, and uh, that time of the year where people start talking about their top albums of the year, the best rap album of the year. All that fun stuff. And I don't like to do that except to say that Kendrick Lamar had had the best album of the year. So there's really not much to discuss in terms of that. 
but I am immediately biased, but I don't give a damn. That's the best album of the year. It needs to win every damn award. That being said, what I want to do is talk about, give you all a list so we can debate in the comments, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, you know, Twitter, you can find me at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones, Instagram, Mr. Jones, LBC. We can get on there and chit chat about all the stuff that's going on and kind of, you know, throw these, throw these lists around. And so I'm going to read off to you. I'm not going to give you my synopsis on every album. I'm going to read off my favorites and then kind of give you a summary. And then we can have some fun discussing. Like I said, I already mentioned Kendrick Lamar. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers to me was the best rap album of 2022. But let me give you some of my other favorites. And just because I don't mention the album doesn't mean the album wasn't good. These are the albums that all came to mind to me as my favorites. So here we go. Vince Staples. Ramona Park broke my heart. Nas. King's Disease 3. Conway the Machine. God Don't Make Mistakes. Benny the Butcher. Tana Talk 4. Future. I Never Liked You. Freddie Gibbs, Soul Soul Separately, Quavo on Takeoff, Only Built for Infinity Licks, Links, excuse me, uh, Ab So Herbert. This one here is kind of tricky for me because I don't think overall the album was my one of my favorites because I thought the album was too damn long. But when you cut it up into like 12, 13 good songs, the game's Drillmatic was a good album. I just think he had, it was too damn long. And... Finally, I'm going to throw in a sentimental pick because, well, I can. I'm going to throw in Mount Westmore as one of my favorites. Just because, well, hell, I'm never going to hate on Ice Cube, 40 Short, or Cube. They help raise me with their music. And as far as I can care, as far as I'm concerned, they can rap for another 20 years. I'm not going to ever hate on them dudes, I, whatever the case may be. Some of my friends didn't like the album. Some of them loved it. I don't care. I'm rolling with it. But given what I just listed off, I would love to hear everyone else's takes on what they think I'm missing. I know a bunch of names on here I didn't list. I know I didn't list Gunna. I didn't list Joey Badass. I didn't list. I didn't put Pusha T on here. And I like the Pusha T album. I just don't like the way ever the people do. Some people say it was the album of the year. I just didn't, I, I didn't get album of the year from that. I just didn't. And I'm a big fan of Pusha T. But I just didn't see the album the way everyone else did. But there, I think there was some other, there was some real good music out that came out in 2022. And of the ones I listed, if I had to go for a number two, probably Nas. Nas and, Nas and Vince Staples. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with really any of these albums that I listed. So, please give me your favorites. And what I'm going to do for the last pod of the year, after doing the, uh, besides albums, the next pod will be my favorite songs of the year. And so, get ready for that. Hell, if you want, send me your submissions for, uh, you know, songs of the year. And we can discuss those as well. But when I look at the the list I have, I just want to touch on a couple of things before we get up out of here. 
Uh, Nas, eh, what can I really say? I mean, Nas is like, Nas and Hit Boy is like when Dwayne Wade got with Shaq. You know, young dude, you know, you know, with the OG. This is like Magic and Kareem. This is, this is, this is, this is legendary shit that Nas is doing. Nas is legit one of the top rappers in the game in his late, late forties, I believe. I believe Nas is in his late forties, and to be, you know, rap is not a young man sport by any stretch. Generally, generally the youth dictate the culture. But you cannot deny the fact that right now with the King Disease, King's Disease uh, series that Nas has been dropping with Hit Boy that he is not one of the best doing it still and solidified himself as one of the greatest of all time. So between that and Vince Staples with Ramona Park Broke My Heart, that's probably my top three albums of the year. I'm a big Griselda fan. I did love that that the Conway and the Benny uh, projects. You know, I'll you'll be hearing about them when I go into the songs of the year. My favorites in a couple of days. Freddie Gibbs just makes great music, and uh, only built for Infinity Links. Um, you know, the Migos music wasn't generally it wasn't up my alley as like in terms of my favorite stuff. Not because I'm a hater or as an old man, just because it's just, you know, a preference thing. But this was this was good music. I loved it. I liked the album. Unfortunately, you know, I've, you know, we lost uh, Takeoff this year. But still, you know, it's if you're going to go, if you're going to uh, leave a legacy of music, this was a good album to leave. So that's all I got. You know, like I said, let's discuss it. Tell me who I missed. Who I can go back and uh, I ain't gonna go back and add nothing to this, but yeah, feel free to chime in. Uh, again, on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones, Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. Again, this is Jason Jones. This is the Rule of the Court podcast, um, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. I will catch you later on. And got one more pod for 2022. Y'all be good out there. I'm out.